Hold on. Recording is on. All right. Guys, welcome to the 29th episode of the worst podcast in the entire universe. The Stream of Random. With the worst audio quality, but the best content. This is me, your host, Hacker Mike, with Hero, the raw meat eater, and Coco, the no-carb diet girl. Just call me Leroy. Hero, Just call me Leroy. Oh, Leroy. Hey, yo, Leroy. What is good in Cali? It's all good. Sun shining. And uh, uh, veggies are planted. I just got some cucumbers and some uh, watermelon planted. And I got a a tomato thing going and some mustard. You got mustard? Mustard's fast growing. Now, you got any kale? Uh-uh. No kale. What about chard? You got any Swiss chard? No chard either. Just um, staying on tea mustard. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mustard is pretty awesome. It's very fast growing. Yeah, it's great for raw meat because it, like, it's zesty, you know, the taste. Yep. I'm all about that zestiness. The pizzazz. The preserves. Claudette, how are you doing down there in um in your cannot leave home um in Maryland? Not allowed to leave the state place. Yeah, we're good. Not really supposed to leave the state. Um if we if we go to certain places we're supposed to quarantine for like fourteen days afterwards. Um they continue to have a spike in certain areas, but I think it's also more because there's testing going on. Honestly, I'm perfectly happy. I'm just dreading the day I have to go back into an office. I'm not going back. Oh, I know you're not going back. I am not going back, guys, and I'm going to say to my employer nicely that first, I'm going to say that I'm afraid to go back. I'm going to say that um, uh, I don't feel comfortable. Hmm? I don't feel comfortable. I won't feel comfortable going back, and then once they insist, then I'll say I don't. I would request not to go back. Right. And then um, if they say, "Well, you have to go back, or we're going to fire your ass," then I'll say, "Okay, here's my notice." There you go. So, but because. Um, I do enjoy my job. I love where I'm working. I've never had an easier job in my life. Hmm. That's good. I'm glad you're happy with it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I do think that they're going to have a hard time replacing me. So I'm in a pretty good position to at least um, request that I don't want to go back to the office. And I also want to say, guys, that this entire idea of... Um, Saving the planet and reducing our carbon footprint. They say they want to reduce their carbon footprint um, by 2%. Mm-hmm. Well, we just did it. 
Oh, yeah. People drive too much as it is. There's so many benefits um, to remote working. And just there's less accidents. You have less DUIs, uh, less pollution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of benefits. I feel like it's really um, – they want to start phasing us back into work. And I heard project management is one of the ones they're going to start in first. And for me, I'm like – if there's nobody else in the office where I'm going to have a meeting with mm-hmm. other people, why do I need to be in the office? Yep. That's just silly. Well, I so think I it's there. I think, I think it's also the governments, the governments are not, um, they're not neutral. I think the governments are not neutral in this, that they actually um, don't want to save the planet. Meaning, Hey, does everyone have headphones on, by the way? No, I don't have headphones. I could put them on. Yeah, can you guys get your headphones if possible? Because people complain about our audio quality and having an echo is definitely something we can avoid. Well, yeah. Harry, did you ever get that package uh, from Amazon? Oh, man. I got to, like, reorder everything. What? Literally. Yep. Because of the Rona? Yep. They just returned everything. Everything just was like undeliverable. I was like, ah! Undeliverable? Yep. And it got sent back. So now I got to it again. But you got my package that I sent you to Mr. Um, Shay Who. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Shay Who? I got that Shay Who. Dude, that was some good stuff. Yeah, you tried it out? Yeah, I tried it out. And um, I don't know. Like, I don't know yet. Maybe it's placebo. Maybe it's not. Well, you should have a tingling sensation. You should have a tingling sensation when you first drink it. I tried the solution. The solution. The solution. The cure. The cure for the (laughs) Rona. Elotched. And it's 41. Natural. That's right. Made with virgin plants from the depths of nature. From the depths of nature. NT41, the NT light. I Uh, sent him a couple of bottles out to California. There you go. The California got the bottles now. Yeah. You must be like the first person in California to have this stuff. Yeah, so I'm like uh, the outlier, or what do they call it? Mm-hmm. Trailblazer. I would, I would think California would be all over that mm. if they knew about it. Well, now that Harid has it, he's super trendy. So I think um, everyone else is going to want to get it now. Mm-hmm. Harid, you should post some Instagram p- pictures with you in the bottle, and then everyone's going to want to have it. On Instagram? Yeah, man. I'll do that. I'll be like, All right. this is the cure to the Rona. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll write it as the Rona-U-H. Rona. <laughs> Rona. And you know that you, you can put it on your vegetables, um, and it'll kill the Rona on your veggies or meat. Oh, the E. coli. Yeah, I mean, pH 12... It is well known that it will kill um, all types of uh, 
All types of stuff. Will it High kill the, the enzymes? Uh, I don't know. But it'll definitely dissolve the cell walls of the um, of the bacterias. So More that's our little enough I advertising. Am. Enough advertising here. I don't want to uh, take up all of our time with product placement. <laughs> You're far reaching. You just need to find an influencer on um, Instagram. You know, I'm on the like, phone again. Has like millions of views. Well, listen, I I don't believe in um, influencers, and I do not believe in audience. I have an anti-audience um, stance. We have that's one listener. We have one listener, and that's the only thing we need is one listener. As long as we have one listener, then I'm happy. There you go. You know, and I always speak directly to my listener. <laughs> I say, listener, thank you. You make this podcast possible. Do you ever take requests? Do you ever say, hey, what would, any ideas? What would you guys like to listen to? Or you just, it's just random? Well, we know, we know what they want to listen to. Um, that one guy, did you hear about the guy who got me kicked off of YouTube? No. He, um, you got kicked off again? No, I, I only got kicked off once because... Okay. No, but no. you got kicked off back in 2010 or something, too. I did not. I shut down. I had two strikes, and I shut my account down. Oh, you never had a strike. Well, that's because you never posted anything controversial, Claudette. True. You know, fluffy dog pictures are not going to get you kicked off. I post pictures of squirrels. Of what? And squirrels and ducks and some home improvement things and cooking. Yes. And uh, lots, lots of fluffy dogs. But and fluffy dogs. Oh, mom's fluffy, fluffy dog stuff. is so pretty, and everyone stops her and wants to pet her. I know. I was like, tell her to back off. Well, I was I was asking her for like a week or about three weeks to bathe her because I was like, like she needs a bath. I know it because I would give her a bath at least once hmm. a month. And, uh, you know, she's the number 18 Great Pyrenees in the country. Number 18. And since they've stopped showing dogs. Yeah. Since there's no more dog shows, probably to like fall, she'll probably remain there. <laughs> hmm. I heard it was going to be 20, um, 22. No, I don't think so. They have um, a show in Perry, Georgia in uh, June. They're going to mm -hmm. try to do because they reopened Georgia. To a certain extent. Well, there you go. Oh, Except they cousin, won't let um, they won't let them Northerners out. come down there. Yeah, there's a lot of I I worry about interstate travel because if you get pulled over in a state that is has a travel ban and you're not on, you know, you don't have a real reason, you can get fined. So, trying to avoid that. And also, my company, if you use it falsely, you know, they'll probably get fired. So trying not to abuse well, that. Well, my company is an essential business. Um, Ariana's business is an essential business. Right, but what, what I don't want to talk about it right now, but I have, yeah. Hmm? So, no, ask, so, ask the question. I'll answer it on the air. No, I don't, answer, I don't ask. want to. I don't ask, goddammit. What okay. essential business do you have in Tawanda? Oh, that's secret. 
Yeah. I can't tell you. If I could tell you, I'd have to kill you, but... And then you're def- doing interstate commerce, so... Well, we definitely... Are... Yeah, it, that's part of our business. Yeah, yeah, but... Never mind. What if we have to collect... What if we have to collect our plants for our own natural formula? Did you ever consider I that? I don't know. I don't know what your formula is, so... Well, I can't tell you. Right. Secret. It's secret. But I have the right to have a secret. And I have the right to conduct my business. And I have the right to the liberty and the pursuit of happiness. God-given. I have the right to not have to travel, you know, 10 hours in a weekend to go up to Tawanda, Pennsylvania. I have, like, other things I want to do in my weekends and drive. Well, you just need to get a driver. <laughs> and then risk. I am the driver in this relationship. Well, well then you got the uh, shit end of the stick, huh? No, I don't want to put useless miles on my car either. Oh. It's called maintenance. Okay. All right. Also, I don't That's want fine. to Well, you we're going to we're set, have, We're setting up the bunker. Are you welcome to use it when it's ready? I have a bunker right here. Like I have a yard. I have a row house <laughs> with Yeah. lots of like I have enough property to grow vegetables if I need it. Okay. And I could also just fill my basement up with sardines and be pretty much set. Oh, yum. I love sardines. They're great. Um, but actually, I'm, I'm probably going to go for a bicycle ride tonight. I have two more days of a month-long competition with a friend in uh, Seattle. So oh, wow. To, What's your competition? Yeah. Just who can bike. Who can bike the most? He went for a 16-mile bike ride today. Damn. Hey, did I, I tell um, you that I, I walked for four hours yesterday? No. I walked for four I, hours to Pennington ShopRite, and I got three uh, bags of food and carried it with no backpack all the way home. Sounds like annoying. Um, I bike. I don't know how many miles yesterday. I biked for almost seven miles yesterday, and I walked about four miles yesterday. That's nice. So you walked four. Yeah, so I'm trying to bike. Well, to get back in the lead, I need to hit at least 10 miles tonight. Hmm. So we'll see. Okay. I um, Well, you could also bike uh, 10 but, miles tomorrow morning. Yeah, but he's probably going to – He's probably going to do another 16-miler tomorrow. He's that competitive. Hmm. <laughs> Looks like you picked the wrong person to compete with. Oh, he, he, no, he picked the wrong person to compete with. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, I'm up to 110 miles so far this month. So, I mean, I, haven't, I just started biking in March, so I'm pretty proud of that. So, oh, you just started? Yeah, like I hadn't biked for 10 years. I only biked like when I was at dog shows and I'd take them out for exercise on flat areas at the fairgrounds. No way. And I never I never really biked when I was a kid because we lived on long hills. So. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, I've been doing like easily 14, 16 mile bike rides like pretty consistently. Okay. That's good. That's very good. Yeah, I enjoy it. So, yeah, I look forward to biking with you, Mike. Well, I've been walking, uh, but I will start biking again. I got a recumbent. Yeah, is that Dad's? No, I bought one. Oh. From the um, 
bicycle exchange. I'm a big fan of uh, walking and biking because it's um, anaerobic exercise. So you're not huffing mm -hmm. and puffing. So you're able to burn more fat. So. Hmm. So here's my theory. So I'm down three percent body fat this week. So I'm pretty happy. The with government, that. the government is not ready to have people walk and bike. It's not ready to do the three percent because basically, mm -hmm. if we were to, this whole quarantine thing is just mm -hmm. an example of what would happen if they raised the gasoline prices to prohibitive. You know, like in Germany, they have a 50% tax on energy and on gasoline. Right. And if America were to do that, we would basically have, like, the Rona quarantine. Like, people would not go out. They wouldn't go to work. They wouldn't just go spend aimlessly. Yeah. You know, thinking about it, a lot of people aren't working or they aren't able to go spend money. Mm -hmm. But they're not spending as much probably as they would if they were working. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are on unemployment and now they're at home having to not spend as much money except for probably Amazon's probably still killing them. So let's talk but about that for a second. I'm just saying in theory, mm -hmm. in theory people should be, even if they are on un unemployment at this time and getting stimulus checks, they shouldn't be that bad off because they're not endlessly spending money on just random crap they don't really need and they're not driving, you know, so there's yeah. a lot of things they should be saving on. But is it maybe messing up the economy because there's less activity and the price is going up? So Well, I think there's people still buying online commodities. Like, you're still buying food. You're still using online sources. I think the economy is shifting to different venues, whereas a lot of these stores and stuff, yes, like, I mean, they've been going out of business and things for years. I mean, look at JCPenney's. A lot of, I mean, Sears. And Sears. Like, those places are already, and it's just like, you know, the better quality ones than people actually like, they're still around. But in general, I mean, is it really that much different? It's just accelerating those stores. Yeah. I mean, but then you have, like, Home Depot and places like that that are probably making a killing because more people People, the things that are considered essential, people are shopping more at, and people are gardening more, and they're spending more money on home improvements because they have more time. Um, a they're lot buying more, more chickens. Are, they're buying more chickens. More people are doing like um, Hello Fresh and like all these meal kit things. Um, so I think there's a lot. There's probably a lot. You know, books, books and authors. There's books that are now on like the top. Um, that were like from 19, from 2018, they're back on the top selling list. So you have people buying more audiobooks and just books in general. So there's just different things people are spending their money on. Think about all the board games and games for kids that now parents are buying. So yeah. they're still buying things. They're just not buying them in stores, which has been a trend for a while. Okay. So, so let me throw in um, some Peter Schiff stuff that I've learned. Okay. So Peter Schiff was saying that the um, the real bailout is for the banks because people are spending their um, relief check on on their bank debts, and that some people are getting more money through this relief than they would even um, from their job. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's people on unemployment that are making more than they normally do. And then they get the stimulus check. Yes. So they don't even want to go back. And, and then, then they have, like, everyone's like, oh, you can defer your all your loans and crap yeah. and credit card payments. So they'll never pay them. He's basically saying that Trump was um, forgiving the student debt because you can defer the payments, which means you'll never pay them back. Yeah, so I've been actually, I paid off, I had one that was not private, but it was university. It was not very much. I didn't have that much student loans because I got mostly scholarships. Um, But I had one that was like four grand and I only, and it was only like 40 bucks a month or something like that. So I made a decision just to pay it off this year. Good for you. So I did that. Yeah, I did that. And then I started paying off bigger chunks on my, federal loans, which wasn't that much anyways. And I pretty much got it down to where I could pay it all off in this year if I wanted to, because they def- they deferred it to, well, I had made so much in advance, I didn't have to make a payment anyways to like September, but now it's deferred. So it's like, oh, you don't have to make a payment to November. So hmm. what I did is I, um, I'm still making the, the regular payment that I would make anyways, not extra. And yep. I invested, and I'm investing the money that I would normally put down in the stock market right now because it's there's a lot of really it's so volatile, but it's also really good. So that's what I'm doing right this second, and then I plan on selling soon. Okay. Especially, I think it's going to crash again around um, the election season right after. So I plan right on investing the election, then. Yeah. Yep, plan on investing then. Well, and, if uh, uh, if um... If Hillary gets elected, it's definitely going to crash. Yeah. Michelle Obama. Michelle. Well, I think it's going to be Hillary. And Hillary is then going to kill Biden and she's going to become president for life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Biden, I saw some interviews and he could hardly talk. Yeah, he's just hanging in there. He's just barely hanging in there. Yeah, I've been watching right. Joe Rogan talk about him. So, guys, um, so basically, Peter yeah, Schiff was saying that the um, the retailers, the retail real estate, and commercial real estate is over leveraged. Like all of mm-hmm. these um, stores, like you know, Toys R Us went bankrupt, but Sears and all yeah. of them, they're way over debt. They're like ninety percent of that is just debt. And um, they can't even make their minimum payments. And now they're getting killed from the Rona. And it's just not the retailers. It's the... um, I mean, it's the banks that are going to have a serious problem as well. Like, there's a whole ripple effect through the economy. Um, It's not just one thing that's going to be affected. So... Basically, um, you know, our economy can't handle the Green New Deal. It can't handle the um, these radical changes. <clears throat> yeah, I can see that. And the government is not interested in it, especially the government of New Jersey. Like, you know, if people stop driving, um, if people change the way that they live, you know, if they stop commuting to New York. I mean, I, w- I wrote... I know you guys, no one li- you guys don't listen to, um, but I put some 
extra episodes in this morning. Basically, I was saying that New Jersey or New York is the um, last holdout of the old world. You know, where people like get dressed up and they walk around and they drink coffee and they look at each other. Mm. And that is all going away now. You know, um, and once that falls, I mean, once people aren't allowed to socialize, like that whole New York scene is going to fall apart. And the entire economy, yeah. people are paying like $500,000 or a million dollars for a house. And that's going to collapse as well. That's what Peter Schiff was saying. The, um, the housing prices are going to collapse because people aren't going to want to pay the premium for the... Um, to live close to the city so they can drink coffee and look at each other. Right? So, um, <clears throat> you know, then why not West Virginia? Why not Wheeling? It's a beautiful city. I'm sure you can get high-speed internet there. Right? And the schools, uh, we're paying $3,000 a year in taxes just for the school system. Um, and for that money, we could hire ourselves a tutor in China or uh, Kazakhstan to sit with Ghent all day long and go over his online courses, you know, for 3000 a year. What so, about like small towns? People still go out and have coffee in small towns. Maybe. Uh, yeah, even in Tawanda, they had people sitting at the bar having coffee, actually. Can you believe that, Claudette? I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. Hey, Claudette, you there? Yeah, I just went, got kicked off. Go ask Artie or Mommy. So basically, um, in Tawanda, they're sitting at the, at the bar having coffee. Like, I walked around, I looked around for a coffee that was open, and I finally found one coffee bar that was open, and people were sitting at the bar having a coffee. Hmm. Can you believe that? Wow. But that I can believe that, because we don't expect foreigners to be up there visiting. That's right. Bringing the Rona. That's right. And you're there bringing the Rona. I'm bringing the Rona with me. You're uh -huh. the Rona man. I'm the uh, transmitter. Yeah. So places, places that are that isolated, they don't expect foreigners. Nope. So like, well, the only way for the Rona to get there is someone to bring it. <laughs> You're right. Uh -huh. And they don't expect that because why would you ever go there? Exactly. And then Mike's like, I have the urge. I mean, Hacker Mike has the urge to go up to Tawanda, Pennsylvania and expose him from the state of New Jersey. Well, so I have my, I have an essential business to run. Let's see. I, I'm just saying that's my reason for not going to isolated places like that. It's like, don't be the dick. That's all. Well, I wasn't being the dick. I was bringing them cash, and they need cash, believe me. Mm -hmm. They always need cash, and they don't... Never mind. Alex, we, we had a pretty bad experience when we went up there last time. It was pretty... Well, let me tell you this. Um, there's a new, there's they like a, a visual, uh, they had a visual for all the suicides and heroin overdoses and crap out there. It's pretty sad. Well, there's definitely drug problems in the, um, flyover states. That's for sure. 
But I'm start I'm starting to think that drug problems are not the problem, they're the solution. Because um when people are addicted to drugs, they'll stay in the ghettos because they don't want to get too far from their dealers. So that creates a magnet to keep all of the people trapped in the ghetto. Yeah, they'll stay in the house and mm -hmm. just go buy drugs and go yep. home. No Rona risk there. Well, <laughs> so yeah, I think that... Well, I, 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 I see a lot of the people in my neighborhood that... um are homeless or live in halfway houses. Um, they're definitely not social distancing. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. They're just like give zero and they spend most of their day drugged out at this one corner outside yeah. in group where the, where the so dealer is. So they are outside and they're just on the street. Well, in Frankfurt, they had the uh, methadone clinic next to my house and the dealers would hang out in front of the methadone clinic. Mm -hmm. And I went to the pharmacy in the train station and I was waiting in line oh, to buy some aspirin, mm -hmm. you know, like I was, or condoms or whatever the hell I was buying. And the guy in front of me pulled out a hundred and he wanted to change. He wanted to buy little heroin vials from the um, pharmacy lady with a hundred dollar bill. And she gave it to him. And then she gave him change for the hundred. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Wait a second. These guys are complicit. The pharmacy is complicit in money laundering and supporting drug trade. And they know it. And they don't care. Yeah, when I Well, because don't they have to come there and fill their methadone prescription or whatever the hell? I don't know. I don't know how it works. It was heroin. There was a Frankfurt. heroin dealer. It was a heroin dealer who was buying vials. Well, I remember when I went to Frankfurt a couple years ago, um, probably four years ago now. They, uh, I was walking through the train station and I saw someone just shooting up right there. I had them in front of my and house in my office. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't know, get out saying. of my office. I had to call the police I to have them remove them. Yeah, you were in my hood. I was, yeah, and you told me places to go. Remember, I went to the pizza place. And it was a good pizza place, wasn't it? Yeah. They didn't, they, yeah. Uh, so, oh, my computer's frozen. I'm trying to get one email sent in. Hey, don't send any emails. You have to focus on our call. So um, let me recap some of the stuff that I've been talking about um, in my previous uh, podcasts. Um, so I think the um, I think the um, I want to start a. Uh, I want to start an online school. Gotcha. And, What's it going to uh, teach? Well, it's going to teach everything. It's going to be like a homeschool, like an online homeschool. Because I think there'll be a huge market for people like me, who like this, and they've gotten used to it, and they're like. Hey, they want us to go back. Screw that. I want to continue with homeschooling. You know, like online homeschooling, like the teacher sends you the stuff to do. Yeah, but they have that already. Hmm? They have like a lot of charter schools. Um, there's a lot. Alex's cousin, Theo, um, has a whole tutoring. Um, he, he started a tutoring business and does a lot of mm -hmm. that. 
as well. So they do have these resources. Well, I want to get in on that. You should. You can make one better. I can make you, a better you make one. one geared towards, you can make one geared towards like programming and STEM stuff. People love that. Open source. Sure. Whatever your heart desires. Because the future. Actually, we should, get, we yeah. should ask uh, Theo. We should ask Theo to get on this. He also writes for uh, an interesting magazine too. Well, we could definitely get people interested, and the, there's going to be a lot of teachers who are going to be looking for work in the future. Because the schools are going to be firing people. I mean, they're not that fast because obviously. Um, but when people start, when the economy starts collapsing, when people start moving out of New Jersey. They're not going to need all those teachers, and those teachers are going to be looking for new work. And they're going to you have heavy. Think they're going to move, hmm? move to online instruction. Besides, you have to sell your house to move out of New Jersey too. There has to be a market. No, no. aren't just going to move. It's called foreclosure. It's called foreclosure. They just mail in the keys. Guess so. People are living paycheck to paycheck, Claudette. They don't have savings. They just mail the key, keys into the bank and the house sits empty and turns into a fungus, fungus, uh, feeding the fungus location. Yeah, but a lot of people are even getting, they're getting unemployment as well. For now. And even contractors, at least in the state of, yeah, for now. But what's going to happen if this I continues? I think things are going to turn around. If it turns around. Well, you're an optimist. What if you're a pessimist? What if it doesn't turn around? What well, if it's just fear mongering? Yeah, I, I think it's a lot. I'm not an expert, but I think that um, you'll see that most pe a lot of people already have or had Corona. They're just asymptomatic. Oh, yeah. Um, you'll, and I think there's a big incentive for people just to work on their immunity and become healthier and work on these metabolic issues that are kind of plaguing our health system anyways. Um mm -hmm. And stop focusing so much on the, the problem is everyone wants a pill or a vaccine to fix things when that's just going to mask it. It's not fixing why people are actually sick and like having poor quality of life. Yeah. So, I mean, a vaccine might fix it, but there's going to be a lot of trial and error to get it. Well, yeah. And then there's be, like, and, and some people will be sensitive. It could cause if well, for someone who, for someone who doesn't really need the vaccine, Mm -hmm. It might cause more problems getting it than not. Okay, I mean, let's leave the vaccine kind of like... out for a second. Let's just say they reopen, okay. they reopen everything, and people don't go back immediately. Or they reopen it like I in think... Texas, and they only do a quarter capacity. So you're paying four times as much for your rent, but you can only have one-fourth of the people. Well, supply and demand, if people can afford to pay more, they will go out because they've been so locked up that they want to do something. But what if? I mean, there's a lot oh, of people oh, out there. Oh that, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that spend more than they make normally, like so they're not going to change their habits. There's a lot. So uh, there's like it's habits. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people and um, you know, there's a lot of people who just have addictions to gambling. Think about all the people who have addictions to gambling that are just stuck and they can't. Well, they can gamble, gamble online. They can gamble yeah, online. Online gambling. You could buy yeah. Bitcoin. That's pretty gambling. The, we can still play the lotto. I don't know. So, 
I, okay. I, I don't think that this is, I don't think it's a total shutdown of the economy because of this, actually. I think there's some places that are benefiting and others, I think it's shifting. But what if people don't go back? Like, what if there's a but certain, what, let's say 10% trouble? or 20% just say, hey, I like it like this. I don't want to go back. Good. So there's going to be more people. I think more people are going to start telecommuting and remote working. Those that can, mm-hmm. I think, especially in the tech field. And I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities for people who have disabilities, who can't drive, mm-hmm. um, people who just have visual impairments where they can't actually get a driver's license. Sure. Um, people who can't afford to drive. And it's very expensive for them to take public transportation. And it takes hours out of their days to get places. I think there's some real incentives to having more jobs for people who work at that are remote. What if they work from um, from somewhere else, from Ukraine? Good. I mean, you still have to have a work visa. You still have to be able no, to work in America. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. Yes. Not online. Not online, Claudette. Not if you work in Ukraine and work online. You don't need a visa. Well, there's a lot, at least where I live, which is very federal, you need to pass a security clearance. Well, yeah, that's for the federal government. Yeah. So, no, there's a lot of companies that there is most of Maryland, Virginia. um, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Oh, there's also, I'm just saying there's a lot of economy. Yeah. But that's a small percentage. That's a small percentage of the workforce. Well, I mean, it needs to be here. But that's okay. Just, that's a special. That's saying, a, still a small we, percentage. It's a, but can you listen to me for a second? It's a small percentage that makes a lot of money. It does. So it's that's a, a protected small, class. Solved, that's a protected class. Yes, but then you have. So I'm talking about, in like Northern Virginia, DC. I mean, well, believe me, the company I work for doesn't want doesn't want to have outside workers because they're also a right. protected uh, company, of course. Yes, and mine too. Yeah, so, so you have an I'm essential saying, like infrastructure companies, you have essential security companies that cannot do that. Right. But that's exactly. Let's say that's twenty percent of the economy. Let's use Harry just sent us the Pareto principle. That's the Pareto. Let's say that's 20%. Question. So 80% of the people don't need to be here, like the tech workers. Like they're sending all these tech workers to Silicon Valley, but if they can work remotely, can't they work remotely from China? Can't they work remote? You know how much they're earning in China for an engineer? Oh, yeah. It's $100 a month. In India, it's $1,000 a month. I know. I'm about... But I'm just saying, not everything is going to be outsourced. No, only 80 percent will be outsourced, and twenty percent will stay. I don't think. Anyways, I'm just I, saying, I as once it moves to online, what's to keep it from moving offshore? That's what I'm asking. Because they could have, because they could have offshored it already, if that was the if that was the way they want to go. Now, so some companies. Mm-hmm. actually have a big, strong desire to hire a local and spend lots of money reinvesting in the communities. Yes. There are lots of companies like that. And they're like all about their volunteer work and mm-hmm. their philanthropy work because they want to look good because they want to look good to their investors. Absolutely. It's not all about... So I, agree. I don't agree with logic. Okay. 
I don't, I don't think, I think that's already an option and they don't do that. Okay. So I think if anything, um, I think, I think the governments in general won't, won't like people working from home because it's reduced tolls, reduced speeding camera mm -hmm. tickets. Reduced police uh, work. Um, I think it's that. Reduced yeah. ambulance work, but maybe, no, maybe but maybe they could maybe they, maybe they could go and actually solve. Maybe they could cut down on crime and fix all real issues that have been lacking because they haven't had enough money to fix it. Well, good luck with that. You know, good luck with that. It would be it would it would be nice if they could reallocate some of the money they spend on crime and and infrastructure, fixing it up and mm -hmm. put it towards education. So, well, I think it, uh, I think there's yeah. I think there's a lot of things that well, first of all. Infrastructure is really lacking. Actually, they don't spend enough money on it. But you mean they bridges take money and, from, and trains oh, and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that could all be improved. Well, what if but people if stay people from home? Driving, if they stay home, they don't need them. If if they if they stay home, then when they invest in fixing something up, it will last longer. And people aren't going to stay home. People are still driving out there. I mean, I've had to go to work several times, and people are just driving like idiots, like normal. Well, people we're driving. driving. I, no, they're driving faster than normal. There's oh, they're cars. driving way faster. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think I should bike tonight and then bike tomorrow? Or mm -hmm. do I just bike all at once tomorrow? All at once tomorrow. Because you should go I to bed early. Go to bed early. And then bike extra long tomorrow. Depends on how much energy. Did you bike today at all? No. Then get up no, early tomorrow. Walk. Get up at 4 a.m. Yeah, 4 a.m., Alex. We have to bike. Come down. Get up at 4 a.m. room at 6.30, though. And then bike for four in. hours until 8 a.m. Yeah, like I, I, maybe, maybe I'll bike in the morning and then bike in the evening. But I, I don't really... Uh, I, I, bike, I walked for four hours on yesterday morning, and I was so tired the entire day. Yeah, I, four I, hours, I, you can do 24 that. miles. If yeah, you're doing 20 that. miles an hour, you could do 60 miles. You could do 80 miles in four hours. I only average about seven miles an hour. Mm. I'm so on your close. bike. Well, it's gotten on my bike, and I'm I'm worse when I'm tired because, like yesterday, my hour it was bad. So let's say your average I, is five miles, and you do no, four no, hours, I'm you're sorry. still doing 20 no, miles. No, 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 no. It was seven. So it's seven miles for 45 minutes. Never mind. Oh. I think in a. I think I do about 10. I, yeah, that's about the 45-mile, 45 45-minute. 45 so you could do 30 miles tomorrow if you do four hours with break? I could, yeah. but I like I said, I have the dog slow. coming to the room at 6.30. I do have commitments tomorrow, like work, and I'm grooming a dog tomorrow. What dog are you grooming? So, uh, big, fluffy, great parent. Now, is it legal, or is it black market? <laughs> um. Well... Animal care is essential. Is it? So it depends. Yeah, it depends on how you define animal Can care. Can the dog uh, transmit the Rona? Uh, not to humans. It's a different strain. Okay. Also, I'm grooming it for an essential um, employee who is a nurse practitioner. And uh, she doesn't have time to work groom her dog because she's working 10-hour days. So. Okay. Um, but I also can consider it doggy daycare since he's going to stay till 7.30 at night. That's but. awesome. 
Well, it sounds yeah. like illegal so uh, black. It sounds like um, illegal work to me. Are I you paying taxes on this? Is it is a registered business? I haven't registered yet because I have to make a certain amount of income before you even be taxable. Okay. I think that's awesome, Claudette. And, and since I had about three months of what I could have been making gone, I don't think I'd even hit that. So, so I mean. Okay. That's good, though. That's good that you're you're doing business. You've got a hustle going. Yeah, I had a really good hustle going. I was supposed to be at the Great Pyrenees National this weekend, and I was supposed to show six dogs for five days. Damn. Do you so, think we could do an online dog that, show? Is that possible? They're doing, like, virtual things. I, I belong to this stupid group, and it's so annoying, and people are just – it's just a mass amount of stupidity in one spot. It's very annoying. Well, let me ask you this. The average intelligence of a dog yes. person, is it above or below average? Um, I, I think it would be just average. I mean, there's average. some people who are, I would think there's some people that are above average, just like any bell curve. Mm -hmm. But is that bell I mean, curve shifted to the right or left? I mean, like nuclear physicists versus dog show people, like who's more intelligent? I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of smart people and engineers and people in IT and stuff that uh, do show dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and judge dogs. A lot of people who judge are retired for like economics, PhDs, and just like really powerful people that yeah. this is their hobby. And, um, I know one girl, she mm -hmm. was in the air force and she went into, um, she got her degree in computer science and then went on to get a master's in cybersecurity and blah, blah, blah. And she's one of the more talented dog show people. She's won, she's from America, and she's won the English show Cruff, which is the biggest show in the world. She went um, to England. Yeah, and she won over everyone. I mean, she's no very she, and she quit her IT her high paying IT jobs to uh, show dogs full time, and she does seminars all over the world grooming dogs. Mm -hmm. And she's doing virtual virtual dog grooming seminars and gets paid. No she way. Specializes in, she specializes in terriers and they're extremely difficult um, breed to groom. So she can command better money. That's why I learned how to groom terriers and poodles because they're the most expensive dogs to show. And usually people who own and breed those dogs have a lot of money. No way. One lady. Yeah. One lady we showed for, um, she passed away recently with poodles, but her family owned a lot of shipping ports in Brazil. And she had a budget of like two hundred thousand dollars per dog. Oh, you told me about her. States. You yeah. told me about that lady. So I mean, there's some dog. Yes, she. I mean, she per year, like, right? Read, yeah, per year. And we had the number one dog in the country, and in, in um, or number two, and number one non-sporting dog. So I mean, there's a lot of high-profile people. I mean, um. Martha Stewart, she owned Chow Chows and showed. Chow oh, okay. Chows. You've convinced me. Um, I, I agree. So Bill Cosby sponsored dogs. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of people. So like horses and dogs, it's old English. I it's mean, like a thing. Yeah, like the Vanderbilt Gloria Vanderbilt yeah. used to show dogs. Um, there's a show that's every five years. <sighs> well, you know the Lenfield Hall in um in fairly fairly ridiculous university. Mm -hmm. They had the uh, pictures of the Vanderbilts with their dogs. Oh yeah, they love dogs, and they um, hopefully this year if it doesn't get canceled, they have the every five year show up in North County, um, and it's like a throwback show to the no Vanderbilt. 
very cool. And everyone dresses up like, you know. So I saw these horses this morning. They were, I'll have to send a picture to the chat, but they were huddled in the corner where the sunlight was. Oh, yeah. So they were waiting for the sunlight. There was one corner of their pen that had sun. (laughs) And they were all huddled there. And they just looked at me like, leave me alone. Let me share that pic. Hold on. So is there like a way, a special way to groom Great Pyrenees? Because I got this puppy and <laughs> like I try to groom him and he always runs away. Well, I um, it's really good if you get a grooming table and teach him to, I have a noose and um, I mean, I have to be very careful because you don't want to have them have any accidents and hang themselves. You can also get something that goes around their butt air, like their, you can get like a double noose where it goes around their butt and their head. And you just teach them how to be on a table and you give them treats and reward them and um, start, well, you need to make sure you do their nails when they're a puppy and you want to make sure you, you want to learn how to blow dry them because every couple months you really need to give them a real bath and blow them out and get all that awful hair out. Um, Right now, that's why I'm grooming those dogs is because it's shedding season and they have just clumps of hair and it has to come out. Otherwise, they'll just mat. And uh, Great Pyrenees tend to get a lot of mats around behind their ears. Um, So starting early is the best advice. Um, Get some baby shampoo, like tearless shampoo for their face. You want to be careful not get soap in their eyes. And uh, even if you don't have a real dog hair dryer, even a human hair dryer, well, we just get them used to like the noise. But um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So I Claudette's the bo- she's the boss on this topic of hair read, so she can tell you everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's worth it a long time to invest in like a more powerful hair dryer because you won't have as Meanie. much hair in your house, and mm-hmm. uh, they'll look better. I mean, look at look at my mom's dog Glory. She's like. I mean, it takes me, for a full-size male Great Pyrenees, it takes me four to five hours to bathe and dry one, depending on how. But if it's not matted, it will take me, like, three hours. Like, the more you keep up on them. And a female, like, Gloria, it takes me, like, two hours. We're talking about how to groom dogs. You want to join our chat? Call in. You could join the chat, Ariana. Okay. I may. Ariana's going to join our chat. I need my Bluetooth... uh... We're talking about yeah. how to groom doggies. Yeah, I actually have to groom my cat. He's matted, and I usually would brush him out with like the flicker brush, but I've been neglectful, and so now he has mats, and I'm oh, gonna have to work on that because he's a long. Now, how does your cat like your new I know, house, Claudette? This is his poodle. He loves it. He's much more active, but he misses poodle. Well, poodle is very unhappy at grandma's house. Well, that's because Glory's in well, season. It's also because Glory is fighting with him all the time. Uh, for being the top, the well, top doogie. Well, I need to take. Well, I need to take him back. He's probably also getting fat because he's not going for walks. Well, I've been taking Grandma for walks as much as possible, almost every day. Okay. And I've been buying her lard. That's good. I've bought her lard too. Actually, I've sent her meat. Lard. We just buy her lard. Mm-hmm. And I got her a big syringe so she can inject it right into her veins. 
That's not how it works, but sure. Sure. You just get this, you just stick it in her arm and you just inject the lard right into the vein. The best is like a million times. The best is around the neck, so it goes straight into the heart. That's why that's why mom is so fat right now. She she's actually quite skinny. You're right. Yeah, she's she lost like ten pounds this year. No, she looks really good and, and she's on the keto diet. Ariana's on the keto diet now too. But Ariana, oh, yeah? I think it's overdoing it with calories anyway. Yeah, well she's gotta learn to manage her calories. Now she just eats mass quantities of lard. <laughs> well there's, she's got the injection a, as well. There's a there's a, <laughs> there's a fine balance. Just wait when a second. She's logging out. in. She's logging in. You gotta wait a second. I don't even know. Okay. Yes, you oh do. God, there's so much going on in our Facebook. I have to. No, no. Skip to Facebook. Work is over now. Just log into our your I Telegram. Know, I know. Wait. Telegram. Let's see. Harid sent something. Ah, there's all. Do you horses. see the horses? The, the cat. Yeah, the cat just scratched me randomly. No, if you look at those horses, they're all huddled in the one corner. Where the sunlight is. Yeah. Yeah. Where the sunlight is. Are you guys on a call? Yeah, we're on the call. I put the chat information in the chat. Do the it's horses like the pick their plants? It's the third. Yeah. It's up. It's further. It's like four posts up right there. Uh, there. This one? What does it say? Wikipedia? No, further up. There. This one? Yeah, that one. There's a number. You can just dial it in. I'm having some keto ice cream. Oh, yeah. Did you make your ice cream, Harriet? Oh, yeah. It's raw ice cream. How does that work? Well, I use three eggs. Okay. And half a cup of uh, raw cream. Hmm? And then I use like eight strawberries and like okay. uh, two tablespoons of honey, raw honey. So, so eggs, honey, and strawberries, and cream, and cream. Yep. And, and like it. you're still in ketosis if you have only two tablespoons of honey, because it's okay. under thirty grams of sugar. Yeah. So the one thing is, um, when you're starting out, you want to be pretty strict and lower carb, but you also don't want to care about calories. You want to be sure you don't get um, low energy, and you have to watch your electrolytes. And then once you get, it's called fat adapt, where you actually start building your own fat, then you can like, when you feel more full, when you teach your body to start, when you teach your body to start using its own fat. Well, my body so, knows how to use its own just, fat. Uh, so one thing I found um, now, I'm trying intermittent fasting, because I've, I've actually been learning more about why people retain fat. And it's every time your insulin goes up, you store fat. So I've just been, I've been experimenting this week with more, um, more fasting. And I'm actually down 3% body fat. And I lost like 10 pounds this week. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. How and do you I feel though? It up and Great. I have tons of energy. I actually have more mental clarity. And when I'm doing my meetings, I'm more focused and I, my words come out easier. I'm not as slurred. Oh yeah, the clarity is great, and you probably don't crash anymore. I don't crash at all. 
and like I've been biking these ridiculous I've been biking fasted I did a two-day fast and I was able to bike like 15 miles so I my energy is like through the roof um, that's awesome yeah so that's why I'm trying to do like low um when you're in a fat burning stage like that you you can, you don't want to do um too much um aerobic exercises where you're gasping for oxygen you're actually someone just joined our call oh hello hello hello. that someone needs headphones that someone has headphones headphones. yeah can you hear me yeah you you guys will go in the other room room. because we got the echo maybe we need to go to go outside one of you guys. I said, I said, wife, you go in other room. Wife, you go back. back. Actually, I'm going to go for a while now it's while we talk. <laughs> okay, Please, just as long as there's cool. no heavy breathing, you're allowed to do that. Well, I shouldn't be Are heavy you, breathing. Yeah. I was saying I'm going to go for a walk while we talk. <laughs> cool. I was usually training Yeah, it looks like it was going to rain right when we stopped for dinner. I've got weak old pork carried. It's been in the fridge for one week. Yeah. It's starting to smell a little bit. Can we... That sounds no. Is it considered to be high now? Is it high meat yet or not? It's not because you guys didn't air it out. What do you mean I didn't air it out? Like, to make high meat, you got to open the jar... Every day and like let it not every day, every second day, and let it outside for like two minutes so it breathes. Okay, and if you don't do that, what's oh. gonna happen? And I know just halt or it'll become anaerobic. And what happens then? On Atman, and then you'll get bad bacteria. And then oh, what happens? And then you can get botulism from that. And then, yeah, you don't want to. And then you die? Yeah, you can but die if, from botulism. But what if it's in the refrigerator? Well, if what it's if still good... What if you cook it for like a long... Yeah, what if I put it in the yeah, Instapot, in dude? But you're still cooking all that bad stuff. Well, it doesn't smell that bad. It smells a little bit bad. Hmm, then... I don't know. I can't give you advice to that because I don't want you to get food poisoning and then be blamed for it. Can you get food poisoning if you cook it? Yeah. You can? Yeah. yeah. People get food poisoning from restaurants all the time eating cooked meat. No way. Even if it's in the Instapot? Yeah. Yeah, even if it's in the Instapot. Especially in the Instapot because you're cooking the toxins longer. Well, how do I know it's got well, toxins? pressure cooks most things. How do I know it's got well, toxins? If it, smells- if it smells bad, don't eat it. What if it smells just a little bit? Like just mild smell? Just take off the bad smelling parts. Cut like it out. Outside? It's going to be fine. Just think about this. Do you want to end up in the hospital with the corona? It's just with the, the Rona. It's just been it's been in the fridge for a week. It'll be fine. You think pork is going to go bad in one week? No, I don't. Depends think on so. when the 
cell date is, and if it's been it exposed, wasn't exposed. It was just in the fridge. Yeah. Air. Was it vacuum sealed? Even, well, there's a little hole in the one package. Really well, that could be bad. Yep. Okay. You would most of, my, use, most of my meat. By smell. So it's just, yeah. Very simple. Ariana, you're breaking up. Uh, like Alex. Sorry. Say again. Like Alex's stepdad. Alex's stepdad. If it's it's poop. What? Did you say poop? Did you not hear me? <laughs> Did you say poop? I said it, I'm using the example. If it looks like poop. It's poop. No, it's not like, poop. So if the meat smells bad, no, I'm saying if the meat smells bad, it's probably. You know bad. that joke about the poop? Yeah. Can I tell a poop joke? Go on. It's not so on YouTube, so we're good. So these two guys are walking along, and the one guy he sees something that looks like poop. So they they stop and they guy <laughs> they look at it. And he says, oh, that looks like poop. And then they smell it. And they say, oh, it smells like poop. And then the guy says, okay, let's taste it. So he tastes it. And he says, oh, that tastes like poop. And then he said, good thing we didn't step in it. (laughs) Good thing we didn't step in it. Is that an opinion joke? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Is that an Albanian joke? We have so many of those. This this type of joke we got. Good thing we didn't step in it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it smells fine. That that Mike, there's a way there's a way to know if it's good or bad. Yeah. They call it the squirrel experiment. Mm Mm-hmm. Take it outside uh-huh. and uh, wait for a squirrel to take a piece of it. Uh-huh. And then if the squirrel <laughs> falls off the tree, <laughs> then it's not good. What if it falls off the neighbor's tree and you don't see it? Uh, then it's okay because you don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good question, though. So I started my um, my kombucha. We're on the um, third generation of kombucha. So I bought some kombucha online, and I've been growing it, and I've got about six or seven scobies now. Wow. It's just multiplying. Yeah, it. but you gotta feed those scoobies. You just have to get rid of some. You, it's impossible for you to keep all the scoobies. Well, I've kept them all. I use multiple scoobies. I use multiple scoobies in my kombucha. Yes, and, and I have no uh, uh, countertop space at all. None. Like zero. If I want to cook. No, zero, zero. So I want you to release one side. Of the kitchen right away. <laughs> Take them all off. 
<laughs> no, really, you gotta, you gotta, um, I mean, it was an experiment at all, Mike, but it's time we get back to normal again. I'll put the, I'll put the uh, kombucha in someplace else. It doesn't have to be on the countertop. Kombucha kombucha. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just that uh, we have so many things going on. It's like 20 or 30 jars with stuff and it's just uh, at one point you just simply run out of space <laughs> well you put a lot of it into the back room already to die so uh, you should be happy with yourself well, yeah. where where else do you want it do you have and, a better uh, yeah idea? above the drying machine it's uh, uh -huh. it's empty now there's no there's nothing there very well why don't you set it up you already sent it to the gulag to die. The gulag, you can take it out of the Oh, gulag. I have to take it out of the... Nobody is stopping you. We already put it in the gulag. I organized your project. I found a spot for them. And oh, now thank you're you. telling me that I didn't thank do my job. Thank you for doing that, Ariana. Thank you. I have to thank right. you. Go do it better if you ich can. I must be you bedanken know. sogar. But don't forget... That you my things to the dead. I'm just saying... Oh, I have to okay. say thank you. Let's thank you for killing my, my, my... It's my not going to die. It's going to turn into vinegar. Yeah. February 22nd. I still have some um, super hot peppers, Harry. I've got the um, habaneros. They're super, super hot. And they've been sitting there since February in a jar. I think they'll be good. <clears throat> they usually keep them in a jar for a long time. Yeah. Hey, Claudette. So my company. Yeah? So my company sent out a list of like, um, you know, like lunch and learn oh my God. kind of activities and learn. fun. We had like a, we had like a, no, 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 just listen. So we had a virtual happy, not happy hour, yoga, um, thing one evening, and that was nice. Um. So they sent out this list, and this one lady was like, oh, I want to do, there was like all these great ones. One was like on gardening, one was on canning, and um, they're like local Baltimore people who, you know, will do these online classes and stuff. And then this lady's like, I want fun and the baking donuts. And I was like, I responded back, I was like, all for the coffee, but could we try to learn like a useful skill that's healthy, like gardening or canning? I, no one responded back to me. But You're whatever. just a hater, Claudette. You're obviously a hater. I know. I'm just a, I'm just a hater that would like to like focus on health, but not. But we already know, discussed this. Health donuts. is not promoting the economy. Our entire economy is based on death, not on health. It's based on debt and killing people. And if you don't do yoga, you're not woke. So if you're not killing people, Claudette, then you're obviously not welcome. It's true. I'll probably get fired. Yeah, you're going to get fired because you're not part of the program. Get with the program. Listen, I have an, I've come to the conclusion that my company, where I work, the management are kindergarten teachers and the staff are kindergarten. That's the level that we're at. They're like, okay, kids, it's time for your nap time and don't forget your blankets. <laughs> well, that's just micromanaging. 
well, that's the level that we're at, Claudette. And everything else just fails because the people are just like not up to it. I listened to the latest version of, okay, guys, I have to give you some podcast updates, okay? Jocko, his latest um, book and podcast is called like The Code and the Protocol. And he basically... Yeah, I've been listening to him. Yeah? And he, yeah. And he basically... And I even yeah? used, Tell me. I even you I went on this um, women and gender side, women, women and gender studies class. The professor asked me to be a guest panelist. Oh, on gender studies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a STEM class at UMBC. Wait, and gender I, studies is a I, communist, is a communist. Um, oh my God, can I, can I finish my whole thing? Yeah, please. Um, so they had some questions like skills you think a leader should have, just like things like that. So yeah. I went on to Jocko's, I found some like Jocko quotes. No way. And, like, <laughs> I listened to them as some of like, the leadership skills and best advice. <laughs> Holy shit. Did you win any friends? Probably not, but oh my actually, God. the women who went before me said very similar things. So just no reiterated. Way. Yeah. They're all about putting your ego aside, taking accountability, showing empathy. Um, so. Building relationships? Building relationships, yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, most of the people who said similar things um, who were women in technology that were also in leadership positions or had successful careers. So, I just thought it was very interesting. But uh, That's very good. Yeah. I'm... I actually sent some of Jocko's discipline videos to my friends that were complaining about weight loss. So, I thought it was I, I saw good. it. You sent me. You shared me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that personally because I'm over um, trying to save people. Well, if someone if someone's like keeps complaining to me, and I'm like, "Do you want the tough love, or do you want me to hold your hand and tell yeah. me that? I, oh, you can eat that donut, but, and you're gonna lose but weight." But here's a little advice from the IT guy. Okay, insert rule: packet drop. You just drop their packets. You don't actually respond to them because if you respond to them, you're just gonna give them feedback that's gonna make it worse. Hmm. Don't feed the trolls, Claudette. Just drop the packet. That's all I can say about that. What if you just do the Socratic method and you just whatever they're saying, mm -hmm. just turn it into a question? Yeah, but what happened to Socrates? He got killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So don't follow his example, okay? Oh, this well, is a private message to like. I'm talking about private you know, messages. And it's also to someone that I've. But this is someone I've also unfriended on Facebook and I don't really give a crap about. Hmm. So it was my turn to just like be kind of a dick. Uh -oh. And it actually works for once. You mean a penis? Like, I was just... Jupiter's cock. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Jupiter? That's, uh, you should watch this show called Spartacus. That's like, it's like famous line. Jupiter? Beep. Yes, it's really funny. I'm just bringing in my plants from outside. It's a New guys. Zealand show. Spartacus is a New Zealand show? Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's like from 2009. My uh, dog grooming client, she loves it. Anyways, it's uh, lots of fighting. And 
Yeah, it's more geared towards women, but it has some funny lines. Hmm. Okay. So, guys, here's what. Here's my information. Okay. He wrote this book recently, just now, about um, how to be a preeminent person. And the one takeaway I have from it is that um, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be the best, like the number one, you don't need supervision. And this whole idea of code review and collaboration is just another way of saying that you need supervision. Right? Yep. Well, that's kind of the idea of, you know, working remotely is that you don't need as much supervision. And that's why I think they can't stand. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like the whole idea of like agile and like working in teams is like, oh, we're going to review each other's code. We're going to have, we're going to supervise each other. But Jocko is basically saying that. If you need supervision, if your stuff needs rework, then you're not top tier. So that's my new takeaway from that. But how do you get to be top tier if mm -hmm. you're newer and you need more experience? Well, you're not top tier then. You're just a beginner. Right. But so that's what a lot of code review I would think is meant for is you're training up people. But e code review is also for advanced people. It's like team ownership and it's like working together and stuff like that. So here's another podcast. Um, the Tim Ferriss Show had a new podcast and he interviewed the guy from um, who's a writer or, or director or producer of, of billionaires, billions. And when billions someone sends and billions. billions and billions, and when someone sends him something to review, he asks them, what type of review do you want? Do you want a peer review? Is this a finished work? Do you want negative feedback? He asks them explicitly. And if they say they don't want, uh, if it's finished and they don't want feedback, he just says, oh, it's great. And doesn't spend any time on it. But if they actually want feedback, then he rips them apart. He rips them a new asshole. But that's the only way you improve. That's the only way you improve. That's peer review. But only, and he only does that for people who he thinks that would actually take that feedback and actually do something with it. Otherwise, it's wasted time. So I thought that was good. And then I also mentioned that thing about New York being the last holdout from the last century. That once this whole, the reason why New York is suffering so much is because they're so into the old world. Into the non-social distance, into like the showing each other, uh, you know, social status and all that stuff. That's what makes New York special and kind of draws people to it. Exactly. It draws people to it. And then it eats them alive. It's just like a giant fire, and people mm -hmm. are the moths. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's a good one. Well, so this whole uh, 
critiquing thing that you mentioned, Jack, about. Yeah. So there was this guy that, uh, so basically the guy that made the primal diet, apparently he used to have a You mean Ajinus Prime? Ajinus Prime? Yep, Ajinus Prime. <laughs> like, uh, we have no podcast where we do not mention Ajinus. Well, I think we did have one, or maybe not, but... Ariana, are you still on the show? Which one? Which one? Which one? Are you on our show? Are you on the show? I I uh, I am back. I was gone for a while, but I'm here now. Well, Harry Harry's gonna drop us some knowledge on Ajinus Prime. Well, he I guess he wrote a book, and he had people who went for the talks, and. he said, like, if anybody got to ask a question, it costs $40 to ask a question. That's good. Yeah. So, like, you know, you wouldn't so just people have... ask questions they really want to know about. <laughs> yeah. Just like Peter Schiff on YouTube. He has this question and answer, and you have to pay to ask a question. Yeah, and he so only you does don't it. get the trolls who ask you questions. Don't... And that's also like the new social media where you have to pay to like something because you're going to pay to put it on the blockchain. You have to pay to put your extra like button on the blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, Claudette, remember Steam, Steam it? Yeah. It got split. split. Still doing... Oh, like yeah? The, the guys from Tron have this fight with the guys from uh, Steam It, and there's like a split, and there's like three other um, social media uh, blockchains now. I was just listening to one of my podcasts. I don't know if it was Free Talk Live or if it was the Bad Crypto Podcast, or if it was the um, if, if it was uh, something else. But one of my podcasts mentioned that they split up. Yeah. How is crypto doing now? I haven't even looked. Um, crypto is lingering because the thing is, is that um, like silver had a huge dip when people sold off silver, right? I right. just bought it. I bought the dip. Gotcha. And because well, Dad gave me a bunch of silver. I've just been hanging on to. That's good. Hang on to it. And I would buy some more because silver is going up and then it dipped again. I think it's around fifteen dollars, but it's still a very good price. Well, you know price. what I bought a lot of that. You what? know what I bought a lot of that's up twelve percent right now. What's that? American Express. Oh man. I also bought some Expedia and it's up thirty percent. Expedia. Yeah, like Hotels.com, my favorite hotel place. No way. They're actually like it, it dips down to like fifty bucks a share, and it normally trades at like one fifty. No way. And so I bought it, bought some, and then uh, I made Alex buy some. That actually might be a good idea if you think it's going to go up. Well, I would wait till it dips back down again. Right now, it's at seventy something a share. Oh, I'm not buying any stocks at all. I'm buying just silver and gold. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been throwing more into my 401k right now just because it's so low. I'm just buying silver and gold coins, I mean, like, like a uh, metal. Uh, there's a couple of different online places where you can buy coins, and my best investment is the one tenth of a silver, 
one-tenth of an ounce silver coins from Mexico. They're one-tenth of an ounce silver pesos, and they're five bucks each. I only invest in chicken. And my theory is, Claudette, if you need to buy anything in the future, then silver pesos are the way to go. Because if they're only five bucks now, you know, they might be, you won't, it won't hurt you to spend them in the future. You know, they're just tiny little bits of uh, money. Hmm. Right? Like, you don't want to spend, like, yeah. a, like a silver that's coin, like a quarter of an ounce is going to cost you, like... That's like, a, that's like a tip to the delivery dude. Like a tip to the delivery dude, dude exactly. Like, I gave the delivery, I gave the Amazon that's delivery cool. guy five-buck tip. No, imagine giving them a, a, a small uh, silver coin. That's a cool... Exactly, cool we should give tip. them silver coins as tips. Mm-hmm. You gave a tip. Like, you here, man, violated man. the Jacoba Treaty, man. <laughs> the Jacoba Treaty. They're gonna be like, "What do I do with the silver?" You hold on to it and give like, it to your they're kids. Not gonna know what to do with that. Yeah. You hold. You, you hold on to, to it. The store. So that's not gonna. <laughs> it's well, not. It's not. It's not very practical. That's for sure. Right. If you want to use it, you're gonna. You can't liquidate it. Right. Easily. You're gonna have to. You can't I liquidate know. it easily. So, that's right. And you don't want to put all your money no, into but, it. But like ten percent of your saving, ten But it's a cool gift of some kind. Like we could, uh, yeah. Give it like I a mean, gift. I mean, we have. I have a coin collection from Grandpa, and I haven't. I'm not selling that, but it's probably worth something. But you still have to find someone to buy it for that value. Well, it's not automatically worth to make coins for 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 the business for the customers. That's when right. They order, like. You, they get a silver coin, or and ideally we would have the entire. Um, how do you call it? We would have our own coins with our. You can make coins. an anti, an anti forty one coin. Anti forty one coin silver. Now listen, you can buy one kilo of um, of silver for an extremely yeah, low they price. Would just have to- you would have we would have to make the what, what the fitting what's it called the fitting the print the, yeah to to melt it down and print it yes yeah, yeah. also it melts vampire faces off well silver is very hard to print um but you could definitely have it done and there's things called silver rounds yeah, which are not awesome. printed but uh, I would say the first thing we should do is we should work on our custom bottles first. You should make a nice bottle first, Ariana. I know. I know. I just have all these ideas, crazy ideas. So we have so much basic stuff to do. Oh, my God. A nice bottle would be better than a coin because a bottle you can collect. Like we have some bottles that bottle. are like 100 years old. I think, yeah. I think something they could use. Um, we're gonna we're gonna make the drops, man. The drops are gonna be. So well, much when I gave cooler. the drop bottles to people from my work, they said that they were heroin bottles. So maybe we could sell them for heroin users. Placebo. They are heroin bottles. Well, that's what they said. They said, "Oh, Mike gave me a heroin bottle with hot sauce in it." No, that's what they said. That's a common yeah. bottle. Is like that's what they said. All essential oils. It's a drinker hey, bottle. Give me 
a break. It's Ariana, you got to handle some yeah. criticism, okay? okay? I don't know if you've ever right. been to the sure. toxic masculinity club called business, but there's lots of uh, criticism and judgment and like people making fun of people and stuff like that happening. Toxic masculinity. Ever heard of that? I think I think you're just uh, maybe now, not like term, but as a as a as a phenomena. It's definitely it's definitely very prevalent in American business today in 2020. <laughs> after all these years, yeah. I I can be a I can be a I can be a bad uh, I can be a badass if I if I get in that mode. No problem. <laughs> Into that mood. <laughs> Ariana I can dish it out. If they can take it. She's a tough girl. <laughs> hey, Claudette, I, I sent that picture. I sent that picture of you and me. Uh, <laughs> that picture of you and me where I looked like a Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. To my Indian colleague. And I said, look, I'm more brown than you are. See, here's proof. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, now you were so skinny back then. Now you're more meaty. And I said, oh, now I'm a fat brown person, huh? You're fat shaming me. Funny. Yeah, the Indians they like to um, they like to marry uh, lighter skin people. Oh yeah, I'm working on myself. Yep, we're proud of you. Oh yeah. How did you un-Puerto Rico yourself? Oh, I I haven't. In the summertime, I still get Puerto Rican. You can ask Ariana. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean with Puerto Rico? I get exactly dark, darker skin in the in the summertime. It gets dark. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Italiano. You look, Italiano. You, look you, you look some kind of ethnic. I look some kind of ethnic. When I was in in Germany <laughs> in um last summer. You look some kind of aura. You look like when I was in, the, in Germany in the summer, I went to buy some beer for um, Ariana's friend's husband, who likes to drink Bavarian beer. And they have a large population of Southern Germans in, in Berlin. They all hang out there. So they have a big beer selection from Southern Germany, from Bavaria and uh, other places. So we got some beer, and the guy said to me, he said... Where are you from, my friend? My friend, where are you from? I said, I'm from USA. He said, you're not from USA. You look like uh, you're from Iraq. You're from Iraq. I said, I'm not from Iraq. He said, yes, you are. You look just like Iraq. I said, okay, okay, my friend. Don't no lie problem. to me, my friend. You're Don't Iraq. lie to me, my friend. you Iraq. <laughs> I said, okay, no problem, my friend. He said, you must be Pakistan. You must be Iran. You must be Iraq. Yeah, it can be anything. It can be Greek, Italian, Sitor. Anything you want. You have a big variety. That's right. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. At school, I used to... Well, people used to think that I'm from Israel. Oh, yeah. Well, that picture... Listen, Harry, you got to share that picture that you posted with the bottle. Um, share that on the chat. Oh, wait. Why you do share I that look with like I'm from Israel there? Yes. You look like ethnic 
ethnic, ethnica. Just tell them that you're selling the product in Israel now. <laughs> yeah, Israelis got our product. <laughs> yeah, we don't have anyone in Israel. We don't have any customers in Israel. Hey, Claudette, you know what happened? We we sent a package to Switzerland. Oh, we wanted to send a package to Switzerland. Yeah, and the lady. She picked the other country that started with S, S W, like Swaziland. She sent it to Swaziland. <laughs> so it went all the way to yeah. Swaziland, and then they sent it back. Oh, Wait, Jesus Swaziland Christ. is a country? Yes, yeah, Swaziland is a country. It's next to Zanzibar and like, <coughs> oh like Zululand. That's awesome. So, um. I was going to say, before I have to go, I remember when we were in New York City, Ariana, Mike, and I, and we went to some shop, and the shopkeeper's like, where are you from? And Mike's like, New Jersey. And he's like, no, you're not. You're not from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's right. It was like when you guys first came back. You're from uh, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Some stand. Oh, hey, I got to go. Hey, Claudette, I'm from Trumpistan. <laughs> Okay, bye, Claudette. Thanks for joining. Bye, Claudette. Say hi to Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hey, Alex, I have a proposal for you. Okay. I want to make a, um, a my own cryptocurrency. Hey, they got a Corona coin as well already. I'm sure they do. They do. They got the Corona coin, but I want to make a I want to make a coin to make um to make like voice chat servers like high quality. Uh, I told you about this maybe. Like a high quality like a bare metal uh voice chat servers with with low latency. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all of these schools for musicians, yeah, and for like schools, yeah, like super fast ones. Gotcha. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, what do you think about that, Alex? He didn't hear all of it. Okay. Well, tell him. Tell him we'll set up a meeting sometime with him when he's got some attention. Okay, you have your people go get with my. I'll have people. my people call your people, Alex. We'll have a meet up. We'll have a meet up. We'll have a sit down. We'll have a sit down. There you go. Sit down. <laughs> have your people call my people. Uh, yeah. Huh. We'll sit down yeah. and we'll discuss things. <laughs> yeah. All okay. Right, bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, guys. Uh, Arietta, you stay on the line. We're not done yet. I am. I am online. Me and Harriet and uh, you. So listen, Arietta. We have to repeat our whole uh, our whole uh, podcast from before because no one listened to it. 
We have to repeat. We don't have well, to repeat. I'm going to ask you one question now. Subject. We'll talk about one subject. Hi. Tell me, what okay. is the Zen of music? What's the Zen of music? Well, zen. Music is the Zen. Music is the Zen. Music is. Yeah. Is it the rhythm? No, well, identifying good music, identifying the Zen. It's a long way to even identify it. And it's in the music, it's the same thing, like the same process, like you go uh, with, uh, with, with the spiritual Zen that you have. It's sort of, uh, it's, a, it's a workout. It's a, I guess it's like yeah. practice. It's the the more you, you listen, let, you the more go. you know. You let go of your muscles. You let go of your whole machinery. And yet you control it. You memorize it in a, in a part of your brain that you can recall it and control it and let go and listen at the same time. Be, feel the now, the power of now. The power of now. To the extent. The, is the it like swimming? Now. It's the power to change the world. Huh? It's the power to change the world. Is it no, like the swimming? Power of, of this moment. Of, like swimming? No. Music is the no, power to swimming. change the world. The power of now is the power to change the world. Okay. okay. Like swimming. Okay. So swimming, also those movements, the water movements, they also like touch some of your senses, I guess, your skin or, you know, I don't know. But music is more, it's, it's in a different level. It has far more parameters than just uh, I had a, I had a um, enlightening experience while swimming Ariana while swimming enlightenment I had that too yes um, and you have it also when you do sports yes. you have it also when you ride the bike anything you have I was it, just uh, being the, based to the yes, fact that like I don't know. Do you know Tool, the band? They got this Tool, song the band. They have the longest like, songs ever. Learn to swim, learn to swim, learn to swim. And it's about music. Tool has amazing and, stuff. That's right. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. And actually, like, if you listen to them a lot, then you can kind of understand the musical laws that they're basically... Music is just everything in the universe, and it comes from like Egypt and all that. Yada I know yada. Where, I know where the music comes from. The process, the process of making music, making real music, right? Being yourself while making music, and practicing it. I think I would imagine, right? That is very similar with what monks do. Like Buddhist yeah, yeah. meditation, or... meditation. It's meditation, but you also practice your meditational tasks in purpose. Mm -hmm. You like practice certain difficulties. It's repetition you too. Your muscles to let go. Repetition, it's like a yoga, like for your body. Yeah, and you do that. So it's like autopilot. Our... Yes, yes, 
and you and you and you automize it and you make it your own to the extent that you can let go of your control yet be aware of all of it you know uh, and 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 form it form it express yourself use it as a tool to express what's in you mm-hmm. and open your third eye you're changing the world and open you exp- and, and you're expressing and you're changing <laughs> but ariana when, when you when you when you make new music when you come up with something new you're changing the world you're creating a new reality uh when you come up with uh, yeah well you're expressing when you come up with a new idea uh, a new expression even a new interpretation okay. of an existing music you're creating something new you're giving new content. That's right. And if you bring a new thing into the world, or if you bring something or new to the world, you're manifesting a new reality. You're changing the world. You're bringing something that was never people, there before. Not many and you know that only a very small percentage of people can really achieve to be authentic to that, you know, yeah. extent. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough job to be authentic. It's who, uh, you know. You're the one percent. Uh, it would mean it would mean that you you don't go by rules. You don't go by norms. You don't. You're your own dude. Yeah, you yep. need like a yeah. high openness trait, I guess, and a low conscientious trait. That's what the big five personality type says about like making music. You just need to have a high openness trait. So it's like, uh, let's say you interpret things that you hear and see, but in many different ways at the same time. Uh, how to say it? Like um, you see a color and you describe it as a sound. If I understand what you're trying to say is that you can express far more complex uh, complex uh, uh, events with music than you can with words, yeah. for example, or with uh, paintings or with any other thing. Uh, because you can, <clears throat> you can be sad and be glad and be melancholic and be this and be that all at the same time. Yeah, yeah you can like express synesthesia of different things, like bring them all together in one. I don't know, I've been reading this book uh, that's called Der Meskalinrausch. It's a German book. Meskalinrausch. Uh, yeah, and it's Meskalinrausch. It's about the people who ate the mescaline cactus. Yeah. And in Germany, they did a lot of experiments with psychologists who gave people the mescaline and they started experiencing these uh, synesthesia symptoms where they like they could see the world as music and interpret it as sounds or like they could interpret sounds as colors or uh, colors yeah. as tastes. Yes, yes, yes. many, was... many, many musicians have that too. That's yeah, that's, that's the, the uh, rerouting of signals to different parts of the brain. That's the re-encoding 
of the same information in a different format. And and honestly, you know, a lot yeah. of people, I mean, we don't have Dren here, but he would probably, I mean, we still Let's get Dren. Let me get Dren to call. No? Let me get Dren. And Dren, well, he, now we would have to repeat the whole thing. Just let him well, go. Well, let's get him in. Good. I I'll bet he would him. agree to this because I think there's a universal language and that could actually, in fact, the universal language may actually... I don't agree with the universal language. I think it's a lie. Well, the book, Thought I, of Listenership, it talks about this... I think you get this, uh, message with vibrations. Musical... Um, that the universe oh, yeah. has, like, musical laws. And he was mentioning that Beethoven apparently was agnostic... Not agnostic, but not agnostic, but agnostic. So, like, he was following the agnostic tradition, and that's how he started making all his music. It's basically based on like gnostic gnosticism. Listen, what is that exactly? Please explain. Agnostic means they don't know, Ariana. It just means they don't know. Yeah, well, agnostic means they know. So agnostic, agnostic means they don't know. Yeah, so agnostics mm -hmm. are the ones that know, like the supposedly the right way or of, of God and the universe and all this stuff. And it's all based There's on... There's a whole Burmese. series of books. There's a whole series of books, business books and success books that you have to like achieve that certain piece of state of mind in order to be the chosen one right to become chosen and all your dreams will become true and you will have access to the uh information to the universal information or god or whatever access it is, mundi right? yeah guys hold on a second i think that the universal information i read a book when i was a kid i found this black book my dad had a huge collection of books. And one of the books we all he had... <laughs> Sorry? Which we threw them all away. He, we didn't throw the them book? all away. He had, a huge, he had a huge collection of books. He had bookshelves and bookshelves and bookshelves full of books. And one okay. of the books, it, it said um, that if you just imagine that you can actually access a universal consciousness just with your imagination and that you can exactly. connect you can connect yeah. to a um is a that universal song, song to you can connect to a universal consciousness yeah yeah i can tell you all those books that i read on librivox or that I yeah. heard on these Well, the same thing, yeah, with like, like the secret, like imagine your money and all that yeah, stuff. Exactly. Eating a little, a little fungus. Sometimes I might started, do that too. Sometimes. I started to visualize myself with fifty-six kilograms, like I used to look with eighteen years old. So, Mike, watch out. Well, listen, Ariana. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I want. I want to say something. <laughs> Did you know uh, yeah. that even if you have an, a vision of, like, being super thin, 
Yeah. According to these books, Mike, if you want it enough, your body, your mind. But did you know? Did you know everything that, that it needs <laughs> to become yeah. that? Yeah, like you didn't, <laughs> you guys didn't watch my video. You guys hear the, this? What the Flister ship book, huh? Hey, could you hear this or not? Hear what? That's a bird. Is that a marlin? Maybe. I am outside smoking. My you can't hear bad. it? No. Damn. Let me see. I just so, yeah, I should. Uh... You hear it now? Yeah. Are you playing it on a computer? I'm playing it on my phone. What is that? Cardi B. Cardi B? I don't hear no Cardi B. Okay. Listen, my, my sound system is not working. I can't play clips. No, man. You I have, just heard a bird have... singing. Yeah, you were hearing the bird. That's from Ariana. Ariana has the bird. You may have you may have a background sound dimmer or something <laughs> installed in your microphone. Yeah. So on the last podcast, I <laughs> introduced me introduction you can ever wish for. Here's my wife, Ariana, and she's going to tell you in broken in her broken English about what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never forgive me for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> in her broken English. Okay. Yeah. In her broken yeah. English, she says. Burn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm never going to get out of that. But but listen, Ariana, no one listens to that. We maybe had one listener. What do you mean you'll never get out of that? No one's going to ever listen to that podcast. Okay. Let's not, let's well, not don't worry about it. If a tree falls down in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Did it actually fall? Did it actually fall? Did it make Did a sound? Did it happen? <laughs> Did it even happen? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how the internet yeah. works. <laughs> so, so the only thing with music is that that these stages of meditation can be so deep and so good for you that it's addictive. Yeah. And it becomes like a and if you stop it, you have like withdrawal syndrome. And you can it's eventually not even live opiate. It's called opiates. Opiate. So music is we an want. opiate. Religion is opiate for the for the people. That's what Karl Marx said. Well, that's what that's but in in Islam is forbidden. I would assume. I don't know, but I would assume because of that, because of that. Uh, yeah, but it's sneaked that. it's sneaked into Islam as well because they have like the singing. Okay. And they have the artwork exactly. with the name of God, and they draw the calligraphy yeah. so nice. You got and the they Sufis. have the geometry. Sufis. 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 The geometry <laughs> of the of the uh, of the moshes of the mosques. So, do you guys want to hear something interesting from that? Tell me, uh, tell me one word. Tell me one word, Harry. Any word. 
And I prove to you yeah, it's Albanian. Word. Word. Well, the word word comes from the German word <laughs> wort. Wort. And wort means wart, like a, a wart. It just grows on your neck and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. No. Did you just that up? Hmm? Did you just wart make that up? I just made that up. Maybe it's connected to Vortet, which is true in opinion verdad in Spanish. Verdad. So, do you Veritas. want to this, this interesting thing I found on that book? It talks about the, the Pythagorean theorem and how it's uh, connected to life, I guess. The, to like, the Pythagorean. Uh, Pythagorean theorem, yeah. Well, and, wait one second. Did you know that Pythagoras and his theorem, he was a cult in, um, I think he was in uh, southern oh, yeah. Italy, in, in Sicily? Yeah, he was Gnostic. But he was in Sicily. He was, he was Gnostic a Gnostic cult. He was a Greek or an Albanian in Sicily. And they had this cult. And they said the, the numbers were magic. And his, all of his theories were secret. You're not allowed to tell anybody. Yeah, that's the whole Gnostic corpus of knowledge. It used to be very secretive. And there used okay. to be secret Gnostic uh, priests and all this. And then okay. they were, because they were prosecuted by the church, they were called heretics for teaching people all this uh, numerical, numerical stuff and musical stuff and it says that everything has like a male and a female counterpart as above so below that's the like some of the Gnostic so things but the musical part not so much I guess the music was still uh, it, it, it's still Ariana can you let the dogs out <clears throat> sure Oh, they still good. So is this a is this a call or is this a podcast? Come this on. is our podcast, Ariana. You're on record. This is a oh. new experimental uh, oh, version. But don't worry, because we only have one listener. So now we know who let the dogs out. We know it's Ariana. She <laughs> let the dogs out. We only have one listener, Ariana. So don't worry. Okay, good, good, good. This won't be held against you until you run for uh, president. And then ever, millions of people will listen to it. <laughs> you know what, what did he told you? me today? I, maybe well, I just change go. his name. Just change his name. It's what I'm going into that. What did... Uh, what... So, he, I, I recently... Well, I posted something on hair. Facebook. And, uh, and I... I, I yes, yeah, so one time... I post, I wanted to post, we read this amazing, we heard on No Agenda recently about people using camel pee for certain hair products. And then you posted that picture of the camel pee, I remember. Oh, in Islamic countries, right? In Africa, in North Africa. You're breaking up, yes. In um, uh, Algeria. Egypt and... In Egypt. Algeria, um, so we read this article, and I wanted to post that article 
but somehow I didn't copy the link to the article. I copied the link to the Google picture of a guy yeah. <laughs> holding a pot on camels, excuse my language, P-E-S-S-Y, right? Yeah, 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 I remember that. Like painted there, like a huge, like a huge... <laughs> You posted an explicit picture of a camel thing. That's an explicit picture without the article, right? So, yeah. <laughs> the guy holding the cat. I, I sent you that picture, and then you were like, Mike, oh, why did you God. send me this picture? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wrong link. That was hilarious. That was so hilarious. Oh, man. So, and now recently I posted another thing. <laughs> With your I hair. Cut my hair. Yeah. So he, he cut, so I, I cut my hair on on top of the sink, right? And it was horrible the first cut. I had to cut it further up and up and up and up. So I lost twenty centimeters of hair until I sort of evened it out. However Okay. okay. Cookie wants to go out now. Another dog. Come on, Cookie. Come on. However, tell us a apparently story. inappropriate to post uh, pictures of your leftover hair because it looks like less in Australian. Lesha. Leshi, which means less, it refers to pubic uh, hair. Pubes. Pubes. Yeah. Pubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't post your pubes on Facebook. Oh my God. Oh, well. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. That, you know, apropos, uh, apropos uh, social norms, right? I, I don't even know what they are in Kosovo anymore. I have, like, no idea. Well, that means you're violating them. I know. Probably not. I'm probably confusing. Let's well, start can... with this, Ariana. Yeah. You have to first make a long list of social norms, and you have to think about them all the time. And unless you do that, oh, then God. you're violating them. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So just, no uh, just think about social norms and how different they are from Bruce Forsyth. And if Who's you're Bruce still Forsyth? Forsyth, he's a British actor. Oh. I, we don't know anything about him. Oh. Well, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that picture. You've probably seen him. <laughs> He's got a very uh, memorable face. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. It's just a meme. Well, listen, okay, Harry. Okay, we're going to have an echo for a second. An echo. An echo. Echo, echo. Echo, echo, echo. Wait, are you guys close? Yeah, she's in. She's in the house. Big Mama's in the house. Yeah. Now maybe my 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 might become better. <laughs> So yeah, heroid. How is it? But heroid can tell us everything about social norms. He's a jack of all. Yeah, 
Well, right. um, the social norms now are uh, you don't talk ill of uh, this party called uh, Vedvendosie. <laughs> yeah, called Mr. Bean Party. Yeah, because if you if you say something, <laughs> then, we'll send you to the gulag. Then everybody's gonna get on your Facebook page and uh, and hate on you and just say <laughs> it's not true. They're gonna they're gonna send you to the gulag if you don't like the um, dictator. You'll get spited. You'll they'll send you to the uh, the political reeducation camp, aka gulag. A.K.A. Uh, you'll be on their Facebook blacklist. Yeah. They'll unfriend you first. And, no, then you'll get a lot of friend requests from people oh, yeah. <laughs> with a certain type of profile picture. Because they want to be on your Facebook and comment. <laughs> Ariana got um, some Facebook friend requests from people with certain pictures. Oh God! Please do not mention that on podcast. Okay. I <laughs> refuse to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. What, what happens? What happened on Facebook? Stay on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Oh God! So, however, I had to undergo a couple months of deleting people, right? Figuring out all their mutual friends and deleting them all, and getting rid of that. I think I landed on a ghetto circle of some kind that were using Facebook. You know, there was a certain group of people that were linked to each other that yeah. were like, whoa. Yeah. With the same ideology, right? So, yeah. <laughs> ideology, I guess you can call that ideology. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So toxic toxic masculinity. Toxic, uh, yeah. Toxic masculinity. Well, damn, Her- uh, Dran hasn't joined our meeting yet. Let me see if I can get him on. Oh, that's great. So I had this uh, thing from the book that I wanted to explain. It's about like getting lucky and everything mm-hmm. and how it's connected to the Pythagorean... Uh, theorem and it's uh, about like esoteric knowledge so it's like the outside whatever they call that occult yeah basically okay. and it says uh, i'm just translating it straight from all do you know what do you know what occult means occult is a group of people that's uh it means the moon when it's in a, in 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 hidden the moon when it's dark, you know? the dark side of the moon. So that's what occult means? Yeah, occult comes from the word like occult, it's like hidden, the hidden knowledge or the hidden meaning. So the hidden meaning behind something. Behind the Pythagorean thing is that. Um, Let's see, occult. AB is called the hypotenuse. Yeah, and then B and C, B C and A and C are the two catheters of the triangle, and the triangles got like straight angles, and uh, uh, the, the sum of the angles? well, it's got 
Kondrat. How do you say that in English? I'm just reading from the uh, book. Rectangles. Yeah, it's got rectangles. And uh, some of the rectangles that are built over the catheters are equal to the quadrant of that's built over the hypotenuse. And what this means, apparently, according to this book, is that um, this theorem can be applied to the so-called fate. And fate is the AB, so like luck, like the luck you have in life. It says that luck or destiny, it can be uh, basically thrown out of the picture if you focus on the scale of uh, what's it called of AC, which is the willpower. So it's basically the whole uh, Deus vote thing that um, Freud talked about. Listen, and listen. I mean, uh, did you know? Uh, I have to interrupt you here because what I connect. With Pythagorean as a position is the tuning system, right? Mm -hmm. The tuning system, yeah. Which has a different ratio uh, than what we uh, are familiar on doing with in a Western culture, at least, right? We have the the, uh, well tempered system now, the well tempered scale. Which is you take an octave and you divide it by twelve or how much is it? Eight plus five. Uh, yeah, twelve. The thirteenth would be the repetition of uh, the, uh, the, the, the you know the octave. That yes. The same note would repeat itself. However, and that is, I think, let me pull Wikipedia. I think it's three to two. The ratio. It has a perfect fifth. It's it's complicated to. I and I, I don't even know all the details anymore. Cause, but uh, some, uh, it's a pure sound. It's not like you can't transpose things, right? Because the the uh, the relationship between the space between two notes is different than what we would expect you know, what our ears like to hear. And you can transpose. Some things may even sound great, but only in the original scale. You can't transpose certain things. Uh, it, let, me, let me pull it up. Pythagorean scale. Yeah, I'm just going to send that page on the chat. It's in Albanian, so you would have to translate it to Mike. Why? Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see if that theory is somewhat similar with the musical scale. Yeah, I can't, so you're saying like, it I can't a, speak a, a, Albanian. Right? Well, you can probably a, read it. Yeah. So it's it was okay. saying it's that um, AB is the fa- the power of provi- providence, so whatever the universe gives you, or God, or whatever you want to call it. And AC is your own willpower. And then uh, D, well, BC is actually the predetermined fate or whatever is going to happen. Oh, I see. This is Pythagoras. Yep. Esoterish. 
and mm -hmm. then he connects it with uh with uh, Beethoven, how he used this law to make his music and stuff. Esoterish. Hey, mom, look in the in the in the, in the toaster behind you. Posteri. Look at that. Wait, did you make some esoteric magic? Yeah, some occult. What? Can I have some? With some uh, kimchi on it? So apparently uh, Beethoven was using the Pythagorean theorem to make his music symmetrical, I guess. Beethoven was the dude. Did you know that Ariana was born on the same day as Beethoven? So what do you mean, do you mean symmetric? Symmetric? Symmetry? What? Could you do symmetry at all? Wait, that's what the book okay. was saying. I'm gonna just read it in the in the original mm -hmm. language. So it says, "Other Beethoven is a new mother story, parrot, shemi musicas." Well, I just sent the page on the chat, so I'm not going to go into more, you know, details. But you can find this book on archive.org. No, go, go. Tell us more. Well, uh, so he was saying that he can basically control his own fate and uh, just with sheer willpower. So that's like the Deus Volt. Thing that uh, I think Freud was talking about, or was it Nietzsche? I don't know for sure. I gotta look up my notes again. And uh, and he was saying that Nolim no cut aspect of a chant doctrine so thought it. So this is the doctrine of Tut, the Egyptian, and uh, he's saying I'm judging it to be important that the fundamental formation of the human of a strong human is uh well not like he's saying strong is not the term that he could use but maybe like qualitative human uh non-lacking in anything naturally so it's more like closer to the word perfect um well here i found an article on, on here i found an article on uh was it the guardian i guess yes the guardian uh about here's uh, the title is beethoven was a narcissistic hooligan and here's what do you say um somewhere here he talks about that theory or some type of Pythagorean theory. Oh. 
Well, fake news. Whatever. So it seems to be fake news. No. Um, it looks like there is some theory out there. Look. About the music of the spheres in the Asian Greece on words. Beethoven was Illuminati, guys. Yep, that's what the Gnostics are, the Illuminati. They think they know something. They use they all these symbols. So apparently, they know yet, but they know not. according Hunter to this book, certainly a genius. <laughs> according to this book, it was saying okay. that the word, like the Masons, they can be explained by Albanian too, because. Masan means mass, comes from the word mass, which means measure. So it's basically measuring the sides, measuring the world. Mass on it, mass on it. So I think Ariana can get this. Hmm. Yeah, yes, I understand. So that's what the Masons were. Uh, yeah. The Masons, yeah, well, the Masons, uh, apparently, they, like, have similar theories. They were Albanians. Yeah, now, they, now they're Albanians, right. However. Well, according to this book, me, so I don't know. Harry, what do you think about the Bosnian pyramids? Uh, I don't know anything about them. What? I mean, I... I heard about the Bosnian pyramid theory, but I don't know. I haven't been in them. I haven't seen any pictures or anything. Pro or contra? Huh? Do you pro or contra? Well, I don't have a position. I abstain. What? Because, like, you could interpret that, like, many ways. Like, I know it's a mountain in Bosnia, and they're saying that there were pyramids there. Yes. Oh, yes, the Bosnian pyramids. We looked into that, and it seemed like that was, uh, I don't know. At least whatever you can find there online is just they're gonna so... go there. Who? They spend their entire life digging it up. Yeah. A lot of people. And it seems to be uh, fake news. I mean, it appears from as far as we can read online, and we haven't heard about that for years now, so... Couldn't be just... Yeah, that's like... It's weird. But this book that I, I've been endorsing, I guess, it's uh, this guy, he was actually like an Egyptolo Egyptologist. And he went to like yeah. Egypt and he studied these pyramids and symbols, symbols and all this really stuff. Rad. So he was trying to like explain them in Albanian and uh, it's really weird because uh, he got to explain a bunch of things in Albanian in the book from what I could see and I was like wow that's 
that's interesting you know just uh it's not like set in stone but it's just an interesting theory because you got all these different languages in europe that can't explain the ancient egyptian but what if one of them is able to explain it so what then you explain it you expect to find some wonders in there explain them yeah, well, it, yeah, generally, I don't know the amount of detail these hieroglyphs can, can, can give, can possibly uh, transmit in form of information, like, uh, I, I, I don't know how you interpret symbols, but I have no idea. Well, they're probably also related to music in a way because we actually speak in symbols and uh, the words the words we say are actually symbols and they're related to the way that things show themselves in the world like uh, like the word yeah it could also be a fungus, but like, let's say, um, like babies, they can tell, like a toddler can tell the difference between a cat and a dog, but it can also tell the difference between any feline species and any canine species. So if, if a baby sees a wolf, it'll say dog and it won't say well, a toddler, if he'll see a wolf, he'll say dog, and not, not like cat. So it's saying that basically these words they evolved as like, uh, like in evolution they evolved as like calls, and apparently you know how people have Tourette's syndrome, and they can only swear. Turns out that, like, uh, in Tourette's, the people that have that syndrome, only one part of their brain is more active. And it's that part of the brain that's uh, responsible for warning other animals around that there's a predator. So, like, uh, when monkeys lived in trees, they would see a snake. They would say, snake, or something. So it's the same with us humans. Like we haven't changed as much from the monkeys that we still got those uh, sections in our brain that, you know, make different words, like give different words meaning and severity and emotional, like... Uh, Wait. Hey, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. The word squirrel? The word squirrel. Squirrel. Well, that's, it's... that's the squirrel word for human. Yeah, like the so squirrel. So when a squirrel a sees a human, it says, when a squirrel sees a human, it says, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. 
Exactly. <laughs> but and when a crow know, when a crow sees a human, it says crow, crow, crow. So we just named them whatever they called us. That's right. Wow. That's right. Also, the squirrels. The apparently, squirrels call us the word squirrel. dog. Huh? The word dog means dog. friend in like an ancient Siberian language. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So dog what? is friend. Like an ancient Siberian language. I saw that uh, on this uh, PBS Ions, Eons on uh, YouTube. It was saying how dogs got domesticated. And it turns out that the first name for dog was Dogor. And it meant friend. Dogor. Yeah. Or Dragon. How about Dragon? Or is it a dog or. How about Dragon? Dragon. <laughs> dragon. That's something related dragon. to serpent. But actually, the interesting dragon. thing. If you look at Albanian language, the word for snake is actually jarpen, which is... What is it? Jarpen. And in English, jarpen. that would translate to serpent. Serpent. So, jarpen. So, like, the medieval paintings, they had a lot of uh, dragons and all these monsters, but they could also be a way to describe a serpent or something unknown. Sure. So they had like maps where they said, okay, here be dragons. Here be the unknowns. Yeah, so here be unknowns. But people, they wanted to symbolize, like they wanted to get a symbol out there for something. And a dragon was the most terrible thing they could imagine. So they just put a dragon in there. But it's basically a thing that shows you that basically our minds, they got different sections for, like, terrible things. The known knowns and the unknown knowns. Or the unknown like unknowns. Something like anatophobia, like I have. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone has. Apparently, Darwin, he used to go to the museum. And apparently, there was, like, this uh, big snake there, like an anaconda. And he would go there and just step in front of the glass and wait for the anaconda to attack because he wanted to untrain himself from, you know, getting away from a snake. Like when a snake is biting you, you naturally like your body just Runs. has this reflex to run. Yeah. And apparently Darwin just stayed there for days on end. And he couldn't untrain himself, and he figured out that basically this training happened over millions of years from the time that... And then he uh, finally was killed by a snake. Was he? I don't know. That would have been cool. Well, uh, somebody who tried to untrain himself died from uh, from a fish attack at of all things. Do you remember Steve Irvin? No. He was the guy that used to make all these animal documentaries. He would put his hand on an alligator's mouth. 
and he would just play yeah. with the dangerous snakes. He died from a poisonous fish biting him. Well, let poisonous me tell you fish. how I was healed. And I'm not healed totally, but I was literally afraid of every spider, no matter size or type. Like, I would just freak out. Sometimes a tiny little one, you know, those tiny ones that are like these fruit flies. Do you kill them still? Would freak me out. So when we... <clears throat> just a second, just a second. So we moved to Kansas, right? We bought this house that was um, empty for six years. I think the, the whatever the lady died. The house nobody lived in there for six years. And we, and 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 the brown recluses took over there. They had like you know, <laughs> I don't know if you can call it an infestation. I don't know how bad it can get, but there were certainly hundreds of brown recluses that we have caught ourselves in that house. Is Mike sleeping? No, I, I would never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was not snoring. snoring. No, no, no. I would never snore on the podcast. <laughs> no, ever. Snoring is fair fe- potent. So, but I had I had so many con- confrontations with these spiders, and Genty was a baby, and I. Oh my god! Like, you know. I declared war to those spiders so that I uh, started becoming friends with other ones. I like all at once. I wasn't afraid of uh, some other kinds anymore. You know, I could even tolerate a quite a big spider and stay in the room and know that that spider is there. You know, the Grateful Um, Dead has a song. The friend of the devil is a friend of mine. That's a great song. Can you play that, Harid? Uh, sure. Ariana, please continue. No, I was done. I was just telling how, you know, how my anarchophobia got better. Now I had to fight the... Uh, so friend the, of the spider the is pipe. a friend of yours. Friend of your enemy is your friend. Oh, no, enemy of your enemy is your friend. Enemy of my friend. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes, How does exactly. that song go? I came down from rain. No, and I got chased by a trail of hounds. Couldn't get no sleep that night. Uh, no. Well, we'll just have to find yeah, it. Yeah, you want to play YouTube's. the original. So, Heroid is quite into words, roots, huh? Some type of linguistic. Uh... Hey, tell me any word. I prove to you it's Albanian. That's what Well, not only Albanian. What? I prove to you it's a painting. Tell me any word. I prove to you it's a painting and a song at the same time. You should should call Breeze on your podcast and and have him give you a lesson on something. Bresta. Bresta. Oh, jeez. Bye, guys. (laughs) There's an advertisement on the YouTubes. Or? 
Uh, just before the song, so I don't know yet. Oh. There was this one about a newspaper. All right. I just stopped it. You back? That Play was the, the music, man. The huh? Play it. Did you hear the song? I guess friend you got of the devil is a friend of mine. He got trailed by twenty hounds, and then he got two reasons why he stays awake each lonely night. And uh, what are the reasons? It, it's basically two girls. Do you want to listen to that part? Yeah, let's listen. Let's hear the whole thing. He don't look like me. Yeah, so one of them says she got his child, but it don't look like him. Yeah, it looks like someone else. He looks like the postman. Oh, no. <laughs> so maybe that's why he didn't go back to Chino. I thought it was Reno. Oh, I thought, was it Reno? Well, no, he, he ran away from Reno. Oh, he's in Chino? So now he's in Chino. That's, I think, in California. Oh, no way. So they're always traveling. Yeah, they are. And then the devil owned him 20 bills. 20 bills? Yep, he gave the devil money. That used to be a lot of money. That's a lot of money, huh? There ain't no lot of money no more. Wait, we got one minute left now. One minute left of what? Of the story. We'll play it. It's a pretty long song, man. Oh, 
music so I couldn't, I couldn't understand the thing what however oh no gonna, you're telling us his life story yeah we're gonna listen to that ariana when you're uh, after the podcast i'll play it for you she said he got two wives one in chino, chino. one in cherokee cherokee yeah and the first one said she got a child, but it don't look like him. It don't, it don't look like me. It don't look like me, yeah. It ain't don't look like me. Boy. It ain't mine. <laughs> that ain't my bitch. That ain't my child, bitch. <laughs> oh, God. He's oh, like Easy E. Easy E. Yeah, you got to play some Easy E, Harry. Well... Not tonight, man. It's too early. Dang. Hold on a second. I'll play Easy E. <laughs> Hold on. So what you did you cook, Mike? Good? I see. Uh, it's hot. I think it's ready. I cooked some rancid beef, some rancid pork. Oh. I'm about it's to what? try some. Got some pork belly. Oh my god, you put on the floor. Easy E, the boys in the hood. Here we go. Let's see what Easy E has to say. Let me unplug (laughs) my head for that. The boys in the hood is always hard. You talk start talking shit. They're gonna pull your card. Start talking oh. shit, they're gonna pull your card. What's next? You're gonna pull your card, man. Oh, your card. So how long does your podcast How long does your podcast go? As guys? long as we want. As long as you want. Okay, well that's fair. <laughs> it's only two hours, man. So, Time is a oyster shell. 
Yeah, time is an oyster shell. Two hours. That's right. Can you hear this? How about the movie on Netflix now? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I can't hear it. No, I can't. Okay, we're gonna work on our sound system next time, guys. Do 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 do. I'm gonna pull your card. So no, talk about shit. We're gonna pull your card. I just let the dogs out. Okay, guys. I guess it's time for a break. Yep, you can press stop yeah. recording now. Okay, let's stop the recording, guys. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you all. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Stop Bye. recording.